Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. We are, as the big voice there just said, focusing on the distribution of the COVID-19 vaccine. The way we're doing so is every day at this time this week, we are speaking with another representative from one of the various health jurisdictions here in the state of Utah. We have thus far spoken uh, to Salt Lake County. Yesterday, it was Utah County. Today, we'll speak with the Davis County Health Department. And let me invite you to do one thing. Uh, If you are a Salt Lake County resident or a Utah County resident and you missed what we discussed here on the program Monday and Tuesday, do me this favor. And do yourself this favor. Download the KSL News Radio app. It's powered by Any Hour Services on there. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can go back. That's probably not COVID. You can go back and listen to archived segments, specifically uh, our conversations with the health departments in Salt Lake and Utah County. Information uh, generally about our battle against this COVID 19. Uh, pandemic, as well as county-specific information on how you, if you are eligible in one of the various categories, uh, can go about seeking a vaccine right now. But without further ado, uh, let me welcome to the program Trevor Warner, who is uh, with the Davis County Health Department. Trevor, welcome to the program. Thanks for making time for us. Yeah, Lee, thanks for the invite. Thanks for having us. Sure. Uh, let's uh, let's start very generally, and then as the, the segment goes on, we'll get more and more specific. Uh, generally, how things going in Davis County? In Davis County, we feel like we're operating like a well-oiled machine. Today, we've got clinic number 18 that we're running through. And one of the things that's been great here in Davis County is we have had the backing of every county resource that you can think imaginable once we started planning how we were going to vaccinate everyone um, the commissioners worked with us and offered up the Davis County Legacy Center. And so we've came in here and set up shop to do a drive through clinic. We've got anywhere from 28 to 30 nursing stations at one time that operate. So we've got people to enter the Legacy Center over on the east entrance by the DMV. And then they follow down the long road there. We have several checkpoints set up to where we check their paperwork, check their ID. And then once they hit the door, they're stay in their car to get their shot. They're in there about five to seven minutes max. And then they drive out to the um, north parking lot there where we've got our observation lot set up. And so really 
people are spending about 25, 30 minutes with us, and then they go about their day. Describe in greater detail the the observation portion of the process. I I think there may be many who, uh, in their mind, imagine the process is you show up, you demonstrate you're eligible, you get a shot, and off you go. But there is, as you just mentioned, an observation phase. There's a a period of time where you just keep an eye on folks and make make sure things uh, don't go awry. Not that they have or that we've seen much or any of that, but, uh, but what happens at that stage? Yeah, so once they go out in the observation lot, we have staff members that will walk around um, the lanes and just check on people to make sure that they're not having any adverse effects to this shot. We have contracted with um, the Farmington City Fire Department paramedics, so there's always an ambulance that's on scene just in case we do have a bad reaction. Um But yeah, people just, they've been instructed to lay on their horn, turn on their flashers. If they have any type of incident, just do whatever they can to get our attention. And we have people that can rush over and help them. But it's just part of the CDC recommendations that they ask people to wait for 15 minutes. And so we've got that set up. And once they've waited that time, they're good to go about their day. Not not to alarm anyone, but have you have you encountered instances like that? Have folks laid on the horn and flipped on the flashers? We've had a couple um, reactions that have required medical attention to where we have to jump in and um, give them give them an epipen and everything, or they've kind of broken out into hives. But out of the thirty thousand people that have driven through our clinics so far. I'd say those are very far and few between on the severe reactions that we've seen out there. Sure. Uh, talk to me about uh, input-output. Uh, you're re- receiving how many vaccines, and how quickly are you able to get them out uh, and into the arms of Utahns? Yeah, so we receive anywhere from 3,000 to 4,000 doses each week. Um, we are experiencing an uptick as We heard last week um, Governor Cox said that they were pulling out some of the other vaccine and giving them to health departments. So we've got a little bit more that we'll be receiving here in the next week or so. Um, But like my other colleagues have said from Salt Lake and Utah County, we've been instructed to get this vaccine out and in the arms of people within seven days. And so we're operating clinics from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday to where we're administering anywhere from 1,800 to 2,000 shots per day. And feel that when we get more vaccine and the supply increases that we could easily boost that capacity to 4,000 shots a day. 4,000 the max, or can you scale to, up to whatever you are you are in possession of? We feel that when the supply is there, that we can kind of scale for whatever we need to accomplish. Yeah. Okay. We think we've hired bunches of people to help out down here. We've got nurses, we've got assistants and everything, but we feel like 4,000 would be kind of that sweet sweet spot that we could hit to where we're just in a flow and we keep people flowing in and out of this building.
We're speaking with Trevor Warner with the Davis County Health Department. Sir, we have just about 30 seconds left in this segment. Then we'll take a break. Uh, and when we come back, open up the phone lines and the text uh, for you to answer questions posed directly by uh, listeners. But let me ask you uh, to, to share this information with us before we go to break. Uh, let's say I'm someone listening. I am in one of the eligible categories to receive a vaccination. Uh, what do I do to get my vaccine in Davis County? Yeah, a couple different options. You can go to our website, daviscountyutah.gov slash health. Um, there on the homepage, there's a button that says vaccine information. You click on that, um, find the priority group that you're in, go through our online scheduling system and do it that way. Or we also have a call center that is set up where people can call 801-525-4900. And we've got about 25 to 30 county staff employees that are there that are able to help people with any scheduling questions that they may have. Outstanding. We're speaking with Trevor Warner. He is with the Davis County Health Department. And we're going to take a break now. When we come back, though, uh, you, listener, have an opportunity to put questions directly to those in charge in Davis County. Get on the phone. Ask your questions now. 801-575-8255. 801-575-8255. KSL Talk is the number. Or feel free to send a text message to 57500. Your questions next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back. This entire week, we are dedicating uh, this portion of the program from 2.30 until we sign off at 3 o'clock to answering your questions. We have uh, been touching base with various health departments throughout the state, uh, answering questions that you may have. There are a number of uh, categories of folks right now eligible to receive the vaccine, uh, but maybe you missed out on exactly how to go about getting the vaccine, how the distribution is going as it's being tackled by uh, the various health departments. On Monday, it was Salt Lake County we spoke with, and on Tuesday, yesterday, Utah County. If you missed that, you're a Salt Lake or Utah County resident, uh, do me this favor. Download the KSL News Radio app. It's powered by Any Hour Services. And on there, you can go back and listen to the conversation I had with the respective representatives uh, from uh, those two counties here in Utah. And if you missed the first half of today's segment, go back and listen to uh, the first portion of my conversation with Trevor Warner with the Davis County Health Department, who remains uh, with me now. Uh, Trevor, thanks again for uh, being a part of this broadcast. Thank you for uh, delivering to listeners, specifically those in Davis County, uh, exactly what they need to know to get uh, out and get themselves vaccinated if they are in one of the eligible categories right now. Yeah, sure thing. Happy to relay whatever information we we can to get as many people vaccinated as we can. Uh, let me start off. I've gotten a number of questions via uh, the text message, uh, also on social media, uh, talking about uh, you, the way you're handling the first and second doses. Uh, somewhat, we know the two vaccines right now, which are broadly available, Pfizer and Moderna. That's a two-dose uh, vaccination. What's the process like for getting in for the second dose? Yeah, so for your second dose appointment, um, when you come through here, we just barely started this week having staff members go through and help um, people schedule their second dose before they leave the observation lot. That's something that we'll keep on doing moving forward. 
But for those people who didn't have that opportunity, how it's worked is when they become eligible for their second dose, 21 days for Pfizer is the soonest you could receive a second dose, and 28 days for Moderna is the soonest you could receive that second dose. They receive an email from us to where they can go on. They get the scheduling link. And we have all of our second dose appointments opened up through February. And it's basically just the same process that they went through the first time to schedule their appointment. Are there alternative ways for folks to be in touch if they don't get that email after 21 or 28 days? Maybe it gets sucked over into the spam folder. Maybe they're not so savvy on the email. They don't remember which address they gave you. Is there a number to call or is there anything you can do proactively once you get to that 21 or 28 day point without word from the department? Yeah, so they can call our call center. That's also set up to help get everybody scheduled for their second dose appointment. So again, that number is 801-525-4900 in those um, county employees answering the phones are in there Monday through Friday from 8.30 in the morning to 5 in the evening. Here's a question that's come through a, a number of times from all the counties we've spoken with thus far, and it has to do with the different types of vaccine. Right now, it's Pfizer and Moderna. Uh, those two tout similar efficacy rates of 94, 95%. Uh, but the latest player to, to come to the table right now, which is likely going to be uh, available for folks in hopefully the not-too-distant future, is the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Number one, uh, that requires just one dose. Uh, number two, though, at least in terms of the documentation made public thus far, the efficacy uh, is not quite up to you know ninety four, ninety five percent that we've become accustomed to, and maybe a little spoiled by. Uh, what I'm driving at here is once uh, all the various vaccine types are available, will folks have the ability to choose? In our clinic, once we get enough supply. I think they might have the option to choose from everything that I've been hearing regarding um, Johnson & Johnson. That is going to be something that goes out to, I believe, like the Walmarts and Smiths, other local pharmacies in the area that are set up to deliver shots. And with that only being a one-shot, I think that that's, vaccine will really be targeted to um, the younger generation that might not need um, something to mm. be as effective as the ones that Moderna and Pfizer are. I see. It'll kind of just be something to where, okay, you'll get this shot, you're protect- protected, and if you were to get COVID, it wouldn't be as severe as what. Um, some of the cases we've heard of has been it would just basically be kind of like a mild flu, mild cold type thing. And so I don't, at least from everything I've heard right now, I don't think that sure. um, anything different than Pfizer and Moderna will be offered at our clinics right now. 
Thank you. Uh, I, I imagine that much of the feedback you get uh, it comes from folks that are worked up or upset or frustrated by the process. Let me uh, l- let me remedy that a little bit and share with you a text message that came through uh, the other day regarding Davis County. It reads, Lee, uh, I'm one big on planning and strategy. I also try to hand out compliments with great effort. Uh, my wife and I are in our 70s. We are in Davis County. We cannot compliment our county enough. The drive through process for vaccines at Legacy Event Center was smooth, fast, and informative. The staff were supportive and friendly. What a comforting event this was for us. That comes from Richard and Kathy. So uh, there are folks that are very grateful for what you're doing and the way you're doing it, and it's not the only text message to come uh, my way. Um, so take that for what you will. And I have one last question for you, and it has to do uh, with those that are homebound. Uh, they're homebound, yet they fall within one of the qualifying categories. I have about 30 seconds. Uh, w- what do you say to those folks? Yeah, we've got that set up. That's something that we've kind of seen a need for. And so those who need medical transportation, we're asking that they schedule their appointment on a Tuesday or Thursday. And so they have a number that they can call. That number is 801-525-5050. And then they need to select option one to arrange transportation. And then our homebound um, seniors who are in this group or anybody that's homebound that needs the shot right now and falls into the priority group, they call that same number. So again, that's 801-525-5050, and they would select option five. And then we do require that they have proof of age and proof of Davis County residency to be able to use these services. Very good. Uh, Trevor Warner, listen, let me thank you again for your time here with us and the work you're doing with the health department. Again, Trevor Warner with the Davis County Health Department, my guest. This series will continue. Uh, Tomorrow, we'll be speaking with the Weber Morgan Health Department in our ongoing focus on the distribution of the vaccine. Wherever you live, if you're listening, uh, we're going to get the answers for you. You'll have an opportunity, like you did today, uh, to weigh in with your questions and comments. Again, tomorrow, Weber Morgan Health Department joins us for a half-hour look into how to get the vaccine. Next up, it's Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News here on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.